Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. He's there fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta. Harry, Brother Bry, Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Pretty good energy, I'd say, from the three of you, considering it's the middle of July and it is swelteringly hot. I don't know. Polly kid, you're doing the thing where you open the hose in the front yard or the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, what's the thing called? Well, then do the right thing to have sprinkler? it there. Sprinkler? Oh, the fire yeah. hydrant. The yeah, fire the fire hydrant. You got the, you were in charge of the fire hydrants <laughs> in the neighborhood, might, right? They might as well sell my whole sidewalk. They just took up, uh, the town workers are here today. Uh, for some really? reason digging trenches on this nice lawn. I've spent years taking care of. It's all wiped out. Came home today. No wow. notice. They've, uh, have just destroyed my property. Yeah, oh, so, so you could have a pool well. in your front yard, too. That'd be terrific. Yeah, I don't know for, what uh, they're doing. I think they're laying some uh, cable or something down below. No so notice. I, I, no notice. Wow. No notice. No notice. Well, you know what it is? Past the sidewalk here, Sal, in New York, you know, yeah. I have a sidewalk, but past it is town property, even though right. I maintain it. So they could do gotcha. whatever they want with it. And now they're just digging trenches. So, uh, yeah, but no, yeah, it would be nice to see a little like water, but a little cooler here today, Sal, on the East Coast. Not nearly as okay. bad as it's been. So I'm making the pilgrimage with the family yeah. later in the week yeah. out there. And uh, yeah, Parley Kid, boy, I mean, uh, ever since you started brawling with the uh, commissioner of Huntington softball, really, you don't get a break with any of these trenches being dug in the front yard, <laughs> that's, or anything, right? Like, that's hey, Long Island. No notice. That's Long Island. That's it. A that's town. exactly right. Hey, that's Long Island. And over there across the pond in the colonies, we are going to talk to Paul Colhorst. Now, he's not there. He's actually in the Pacific Northwest, the Dutch Mook himself. He is our golf guru. Um, you know, we have Mooks of all nationalities on this podcast, but we enjoy Paul, the Dutch Mook, <laughs> the most. I like him more if he can give us a winner, brother Bry, right? This is the last chance for him. Uh, yeah. The last of the majors for the year. Yeah, he's right? got to give it. Yeah, he's also got to give us a three ball, a three ball matchup day one. That that actually that. won. The that, one he reluctantly gave us yes, he between players we actually knew uh, and heard of won. Yeah. The ones where we never, you know, the guys are picking up a, a club for the first time and somehow getting an exemption into the tournament. Those are the ones he loses, but they sound the best. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll talk golf with him. Probably kid, we're going to talk NFL. There's already some rumblings of Cowboys. Nothing. We can never have a, a easy breezy offseason. So we'll talk about uh, that. Uh, the running back. Dilemma. Mets and Yankees uh, continue to amaze us. But uh, let's go to let's continue on with a very successful segment uh, we call Summer School with the Parley Kid. Now, the Parley Kid is an educator for over 30 years. And um, and how do they thank him? They dig trenches in his yard without even uh, asking his permission. But <laughs> we've asked you to write in to Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com and ask him anything. He will answer anything even though his uh, specialties begin and end with health and parlays, right? Parley kid. No, you can, <laughs> yes. you'll, you'll answer That's everything, right. right? Yeah, sure. Everything. Okay. Anything. So we do, we do have a question from Cody McPhillips who wrote into cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Cody asks parlay kid. Do you think Harry could pass your health class final exam? Um, <laughs> based on my experience in just listening to the podcast for the past few years, I have my doubts. Uh, thank you, Cody McPhillips. That's a pretty good, pretty good question, Parley kid. Have you thought I like about the, this? I, I like that question. Um, well, look uh, again, probably from Harry right now would not pass the. No way. I don't. I don't really? think the average person could pass it just due to anatomy questions and right. and, and stuff like that. There's even if there's some. Uh, uh, there's no physical element to it, right? This is just a, a written, physical. I mean. You know, oh. if you get into the reproductive systems, Harry doesn't oh, know much yeah, about yeah, yeah. that stuff. No, no. Um, <laughs> so yeah. he would he would struggle. I, I might. I might. I, 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 I think that should if, be the bar for you, Parley Kid. When you make a test, you should say, is this hard enough so that Harry would pass it? <laughs> yes. and, then, and then just work backwards from there. I love I think, it. Right? I love it. Actually, you know what we should do? I really should. Um, yeah, provide get, one of them and let's see what happens. Get a copy of that and see yes. uh, how many... Uh, questions Harry can get right. So I think that would be a good start. 
Well, I think so that's great. Right. Darren, so if we could do that, right no, at Oswego, yeah. my minor, my minor did have a minor too, was health science. I don't know if you knew that, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> it's, health science is a, a ridiculous combination of words, but I, I you know, it's funny. But what's weird is last night, Harry, did really we take is. that health science class together? Was that with, um, what the hell was his name? He lived in town. The, um, the African-American teacher. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, oh, yeah, that was did. something else. Uh, uh, you know, you know, why I thought of this because because um, uh, uh, New Jack Boozer. City was Bernie on. Bernie Boozer. Bernie Boozer. And we had New Jack City was on. You know, it's one of the very few reasons I uh, still have direct TV so I could scroll through the 500s. Like, oh, there's a uh, movie that I kind of liked in um, 1993. Let me go watch that again. New Jack City. We had to watch it in yeah. health science. And it was basically basically about that. How to make crack. How you, right. how you, Harry knows how to make. That's what I was going to say. Harry would definitely pass the drug portion of the uh, right, yes, the health yes. fund. Yes. <laughs> colors that might make Darren, up for everything else. I will say this: Sal did it too. I will say this, Darren. It was a 200 level class. Sal took it with me, and for this Professor Bernie Boozer, and then a 300 level class. Him teaching the same class, the same stuff, and you still and you already knew what it was. So you, if you got an A in the in the 200 level, you got an A in the 300 level. So, yeah, so you correct. were smart like that, Harry. You knew how to play the system. Was. That's that's Harry's the ins and outs. That's yes. one thing you have to know about Harry. He's great at playing the system. Right. Now right. He it's knows what got how him, to play the system. It's what got him thrown out of Las Vegas. Yeah. You're exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if he's going to take the, the test, now is the time. I mean, I am, I am proud of Harry. He got rid of a cough that he had for 15 years, and it is um, some, it's somehow just it's disappeared. Been that's right. Been right. Yeah. Uh, Paula, kid, any questions on the exam about like the safest ways to crush nerds into a milkshake? Nothing like that. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, actually, Harry, yeah. Harry's cough sl- went away slushy, once he had slushy. that eye issue. Is that right? what it was? It's, every, it's almost like all of his sicknesses came through his eye yeah, ball yeah. at that one time. And now he's, he seems to be much healthier as of Makes late. Makes sense. Yeah. Europe, they're they're use- Europe, Darren, Europe. They're going to use his Wait. eye as the uh, for the sphere in Las Vegas. I think that's the only way they'll let him back into into town. Uh, Babyface, what what do you think about this? Could Harry pass a parlay? Kids, have, this, this is going to be good. I'm excited to actually see this. Well, if he does, it would probably be the only health exam he passed. So this, I think oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think maybe this is a good idea though. That uh, next time we're all together, Darren passes out uh, all exams <laughs> to everyone, and we see who yeah. gets the highest grade. Right. Yeah. Darren, well, Paul, like, what would you get on your exam? I mean, have you just seen it so many times that you're just like, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, that's that. Of okay. course. Yeah. yeah All right. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yes. Speaking of seeing something so many times, I feel like I've seen the Mets blow a lead so uh-huh. many times that when they were up 11-4 against the White Sox, who, I don't know, 15, 16 games under 500 and uh, the bullpen fell apart. I was like, ah. No big deal, but they held on 11, 10, uh, Megan Conley, big white Sox fan loses. She now has to give up her remaining oh. kidney to an usher at city field. So that was, <laughs> that might be the toughest of all, uh, oh, consequence. I don't know what to say about this team. Uh, Alvarez seven home runs in 11 games, 19 on the year. Um, the only bright spot for this team. But again, uh, I, I don't want them to be sellers. I'd like to, them to run it back with some of these underachievers coming back. So when you say, will they get Otani? I, I don't know. It's very, it's very weird, the whole Otani thing, Parley Kid. And I know uh, your Yankees lost to the Angels 5-1. They had two hits. Spaghetti and meatballs were at the game before. So far, they saw the best game in this series. But last yes. night, yuck. But at least uh, Otani didn't really hand it to you um, home run-wise, right? Sal, it's... It's pathetic. I, I don't think I've ever seen a team. I, it doesn't seem conceivable that a major league team mm-hmm. can be this poor offensively yeah. as the Yankees are right now. It's I don't. It's obviously it's a lack of talent, but it's also got to be a lack of scouting. It's got to be a lack of player development. This is a systematic problem. For the mm. whole organization, as far as I'm concerned, and brother Brian, and I were talking about this with uh, John Jastrzemski yesterday. Um, uh, you know, he's a huge Yankee fan himself. He's moved on. Really, yeah, I'm getting texts from him about the Dolphins already. It's, he's he's I, really uh, moved on. I, yeah. I, it, that's the thing is, it's so easy to move on from these Yankees. There's very little to yeah. uh, really grasp on that. They might make a few moves just to keep themselves relevant right now, but mm-hmm. there's something wrong. In the organization, they have they have ownership that 
It's really just about making money these days. It's not about wins and losses. They have a manager that, and I don't, I'm not a manager killer, but that doesn't, at least publicly, some, some, you know, these guys are making millions. They're big boys. They can, they can take a little bit of a lashing once in a while. They absolutely mm-hmm. don't. Everything, even after these games, oh, we're having good at bats. And how many times can you say this type of stuff? The players have to look at themselves in the, in the mirror and say, uh, we're just, obviously, I'm not a very good Major League Baseball player. And, and yeah. then, of course, it's just all co- combination of the whole thing where their player development. When was the last time the Yankees had a player? And look, Volpe is back to struggling. He made <clears> a little <throat> adjustment. Now the pitchers are making adjustments back to him. Yeah. He's got a ter- terribly bad uppercut swing, uh, which I, I know it's all about these launch angles these days, but uh, something is not happening in this organization Listen, uh, from last to- week, though, from the top to the bottom, it's terrible when they, sound. When they brought Sean Casey on to be the new um, hitting instructor, you went nuts. You're like, this is our guy. This is going to turn it around. <laughs> the team's going to be batting 310 on the hole yeah. before it's over. But um, yeah, you well, know, I didn't do that because no, you didn't. Yes, I really didn't. makes me wonder what these hitting coaches really do anyway. Right. There's got to be an approach. There's There's got to be some tweaks to people's swings. I know it's hard to do it midseason. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, it's it's they they are so weak hitting them. They don't hit hard outs. Nobody it's, gets hot. Stanton has a couple games. You think he's going to get on a tear? Then he goes yeah. over for, for his next twelve. There's no nothing carries over from one game to another. It is super frustrating. I don't. I Sal, I'll, I'll say this out loud. The Uh-oh. last time the, the last time the Yankees really hit the ball as a team. Was uh, I made 2018, 2019 when they had it doesn't matter who it was Mike Talkman, Mike Ford. They had these no name guys who would hit everybody hit. And they, so there's a good there is a good chance that they were cheating those years. I really is I that They've been <laughs> wow. so bad since the rumors <laughs> came out. There were rumors of the Yankees doing that, right? Since, Why you go along with this? I mean, Mike Ford since, cheating scandal. Uh, Listen, I, I don't disagree. They with got it. called out on that. They yeah. have not hit the baseball in three or four years, except for Judge last year. He's the only guy. I think they might. I think they were. They were. They were definitely. They were, I don't think they were doing anything different than anybody else was doing. Right. But I think well, they've cut that stuff out. DJ LeMay is hitting a hundred points less than he used to. All right. Well, we're going to give picks, and uh, Brother Bry's pick reflects oh. um, this this Yankee uh, spiraling uh, yep. offensively, at least. But um, it, it makes you think, Bry. Like with this, all what do you do with Otani? It'd be fun if they traded him today, um, and they got to put him in pinstri- pinstripes tonight. But I don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, Otani minus seven fifty to um, win the MVP award. I think you think. I don't know. He just really has to play through July probably to win this, right? Well, again, I, I mean, I guess the down. biggest concern is he gets traded to the NL. What happens then? Can he still, yeah, right. can you play through the end of July, still win the AL MVP and not be in the I AL I feel anymore? like this happened before and fairly recently in the talk. I mean, was I feel that like it, you should be able happen. to. I mean, it's unfair to the player, yeah. right? It's unfair well, to the player. Well, I don't player. know if anyone's been this so this far ahead. You know, this, right? So you, you've or had just guys have, like it. At, you know what? Everybody yeah. plays everybody anyway nowadays. Just have one. Right. MVP, just have one league MVP. Yeah, you could do that. One yeah, there's MVP. no NFC, AFC MVP. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. So, but we did closest to the pin for home runs. We did this for Judge last year. And I think Mikey Meatballs was close. Uh, did we figure that out, Babyface? Mike, you had 63. Michael, or you had 62. You're the only one who had him breaking the record? Or did you even go further than 62? Do you remember? I don't know. I think I had 63. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone had exactly 62, but anyway, right now he is on pace. Otani for 59. Uh, the angels have played 96 games. What does he have? He has 35 and 362 at bats. I'm looking at this 423 plate appearances. I went on record yesterday saying 54. I think the slow summer slows him down. Um, I'm not sure what, if he gets traded, doesn't get traded. There'll be a week off somewhere in there between the, you know, traveling, but I'm going to say 54, Harry, what do you got for Otani finishing? I'm going to go a little high, a little higher. So I'm going to go with your number that you said is on pace for 59. I'm going to take 59. Okay. All right. 59. I know we have these written down from the extra points guys. I yeah. know they, they all did it too. All right. Um, what do you have uh brother Bry? 
Yeah, I was going to, I like the 54 too. So so I'm going to say 53. I did this last year with Judge too and was way off. Well, you're way off. Yeah. yeah. Paulie kid. It would be nice though. I was saying if, if he can get to 61 going into that last weekend, just for something, some kind of something from this team, if he's on the angels, just to give them some life. Yeah. I'll go 56 uh, here okay. for Otani. Um, so it's spaghetti. I, you know, with you. I think, I think a lot of depends on where uh, he falls. Uh, if he gets traded. I mean, obviously if, he's not going to come to the Yankees, but if he did, that yeah. number could go up because he would have a field day in Yankee Stadium. So right. we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Mikey Meeples, once again, the highest uh, bidder there at 61. Same feel, feels he'll come close. Uh, Sheck at 58, Martin 57. As I said, Eddie 56, Babyface 54, and I had uh, uh, Babyface 55, I had 54. All right, let's take a break. You could bet the, on oh, Otani so, being the, a home run leader. The, yes, what happened? I think the closest it came was when McGuire got traded from the A's to the Cardinals that year when he might have put up MVP numbers oh. for the A's. I think that was okay. Yeah. See, I told right. you it was only a few years ago. It was only yeah. <laughs> 25 years ago. 25. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some NFL talk. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117-NEW YORK. Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we're back. Uh, Listen, there's NFL talk already. Aaron Rodgers is pissed about hard knocks. The Jets are pissed about hard knocks. What a joke. They say they don't want to show people. uh, What are they going to do, Brother Brian? They're going to blur out faces of um, guys getting cut (laughs) because they feel it's inhumane. Uh, it's the best part. It's the it's part it. we all want to watch, it's the right? Good like part of the show, week. right? It's like they focus on a few yeah. characters and it's whether or not they make the team. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have the same feel it used to, the show, but um, yeah. I don't I, think it's inhumane. They're not going to allow a lot of access to it. This, this is going to no, suck. They have, this they could have, be one of the last few years of They of, have uh, final cut Barnox. of that too, I think, right? Uh, they, I think well, they, yeah, the but the if team, they don't let the cameras in, right, you know, whatever. I just, I don't know. Like the guy's getting cut. You know, Martin Weiss was arguing, was like, I know these guys because they get cut. And by the way, right. they just end up on another pra- practice squad, right? Parley kid, like it just, it, it ends up either they were going to not make the team by week three, they'll be out of there, which you don't see on hard knocks, or they're on another team in a practice squad. I, I don't see yeah. anybody, I never see it as a, a terrible tragedy to watch these guys get cut. No, no, that that's... That's the show. I mean, that's what yeah. it's about, right? And, and no, it's, no, it's taunting, big, no taunting element. Why don't cut, they do right? this? Yeah. Brian could, Brian's in the finance uh, office over there oh, yeah. and, uh, with HBO. And for 
Make a make a deal with the player. If we show you getting cut, we're going to give you like twenty five to fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I wonder if that goes on anyway. Like, seriously, Brian, like, Brian, honestly, like, why not? Why not? Just, that, yeah. should, that would be a fair thing. <laughs> then they'd say, "Sign me up. I'm going to get cut. You're going to give me twenty five thousand. HBO is going to send me a check. Nice, Brian. I like it. Yeah. I like that idea. Get on that. And also get the town of Huntington to stop digging up the parlay kids lawn. I don't know what you can do about it. It's ridiculous. Make a couple calls. Um, Listen, the running backs, though, the Giants and Raiders have not come to agreements with uh, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was like waiting in his car or something, thought it was going to be done. Not done. Um, Giants underbid on uh, Barkley, so he could potentially hold out. Pollard, our guy, Tony Pollard, uh, parlay kids, signed the franchise tag. Doesn't look like he'll have a new contract set for the fall, but at least he signed. And now there's a running back revolution as uh, you know what these guys, there was a, a, a meme that went out there that was misleading. I will say it said that kickers earn more than running backs. It's just not true. Everybody has four running backs. There's only one kicker. A, a couple of those running backs are special teams guys. So, but anyway, the running backs are banding together. I don't really know how they're doing it. They're basically doing it on social media. Maybe Elon Musk gets them paid or something. But um, now there's talk maybe out Dalvin Cook goes to the Giants and maybe there's some double cross going on and they scrap the franchise idea altogether on Barkley. I don't I see both sides. I But the one thing you have to remember is, Bri, the players union agrees to these contract structures. Yeah. So if you get drafted in the first round, yeah. you get that rookie contract. Right. You come up out of the rookie contract, you get franchise tagged. It's kind of just whatever. It's part of the system that they agreed on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for these players, for the running backs, you know. I mean, they, yeah. they kind of get the short end of the stick here because, yeah, I mean, you hope, right, you're drafted towards the top of the first round and you get a somewhat good rookie deal because after that, it's very hard. I mean, and now it's it's at the point where, I mean, if Barkley and Jacobs can't get signed, then I don't know going forward who will. Like who, You're, who will, like I would, it would be nice. Look, if the player, if they came up with a different agreement and it was like, look, running backs for the first couple of years should get paid a little bit more. Yeah. It's kind of like in baseball too, right? You go through arbitration all those years. And then it's like, by the time a player gets the contract though, they, they suck. So you shouldn't pay these older guys, but, in but baseball. they do, but, but they that, do, that's but, the they only, that's but they get paid, they get paid. That's right, the only right. place it's different. Right, like the, the running backs are not paid for past right. performance. They, right. it, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's out there that the average life expectancy for a running back is yes. 2.55 years. So yeah, they're not going to, you know, it really uh, does suck for both, both those guys you mentioned, because Barkley comes back from injury and now he's ready to go. He's not getting his contract. And Brian uh, Jacobs for the Raiders. I mean, under what a season he had last year. Like people don't realize that what he carried that team, especially in the second half of the season, he was tremendous and he's not getting this deal either. Oh yeah. Well, oh, well, like Brian said, if this, if this, if these guys don't get paid, no one's getting paid unless something drastic happens with the, the, this whole thing. But yeah. you know, what, what gets me mad probably kid is, I mean, on the running backs behalf is, they're no less a part of the game than they used to be. All right. If you want to not give them long-term contracts because they, they, you know, they break down after two, three years, that's fine. But when they're on the field, they deserve to be one of the higher paid players on the field. I, I really do think so. Like, yes, this passing game has surpassed the running game for most teams, more teams passing than run, but you know, they're getting a break. These quarterbacks, no, because I, it's not that the yeah. average, the, the, the star running back, doesn't get four carries a game, right? He's still 18, 20, 25. Yeah. So they might catch balls in the background. They might not and, be and the bell cow type yeah. of running backs that, you know, the Earl Campbells uh, and stuff like that, that we saw that would get 25, 30 carries a game. Even John Riggins, who would get like sometimes yeah. 40 carries a game. I get that. But <clears throat> like you said, um, you know, even with our own team, Sal, uh, you know, most teams, when they're able to run the ball, Mm-hmm. Uh, have a lot more success when they than compared to when they can't run the ball. So obviously, the running back right. is still a, a usually important position. You know what? A, a team like the Chiefs have have hurt because the Chiefs can roll any running back out there. They're winning Super Bowls with seventh round draft choices out there. Yeah. Um, so you know you you get that factored in too. But they also have an all time great quarterback. Right. So, yeah. It's all uh, screwed and, up. And, and look, these running backs are asked to do so much. I mean. So, you know, we look at Zeke and we can be hard on Zeke, but he's got to get those those tough short yards. He's got to pass protect. Uh, These guys have to pass protect. They got to catch the ball out of the backfield. There's so much that they have to do uh, 
that technically, like you're saying, they haven't really lost their value to a football team. They've no. just lost their value to ownership, really, in terms as far of, as long term kind uh, of all term, that yeah. stuff goes. Yeah, yep. I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel for those guys because I think well, because now, there's a million ways to look at it, and nobody and nobody's wrong. Like like you said, uh, the Chiefs win Super Bowls with uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Nobody's singing songs about that guy in college, right? Then again. Right. 49ers, no way they get as far without McCaffrey trade last year. Right. right? It, so, so, it's, it's all great points. And and here's the thing. what's What you're going to see happening, and you probably see it already, is if you're a high school kid and your coach says, I'm going to put you at running back, aren't mm-hmm. you like, hey, coach, you know what, just put me in, the, make me, because uh, a lot of times running back receivers don't really, they're not really built the same. You might, hey, coach, just make me an outside linebacker. Like, don't, yeah. like, don't, don't put me, I don't want to play running back. I would assume that 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 stuff is starting to happen because um, I guess who wants to be a running back these days. Why why would you want to be one? I I don't know know more than I do on the high school level, but has it, has it also shifted to mostly passing? I mean, I forgot to say, I know when we were in, it was bull two wedge every play when we played high school. Yeah. Unless you're coached by uh, one Mikey Murado. A buddy of, uh, of ours. Right. Um, everybody's passing. Double wings. Double wings. Yeah. You're in a you're in a shotgun formation, and they're still running the ball. It's a little bit more finesse than it used right. to be. You know. Um, so maybe they won't break down as much running backs because they won't true. have as I mean, many. I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it's so much. It, to it's consider. a good point. I mean, like, but they're running backs. Like, look at Tony Pollard. The Cowboys have always gone out of their way to protect him. Right. Like he doesn't get. Right. He's never been a 20, 25 carry guy. But yeah. you know. He had a pretty bad injury at the end of the last year. I mean, I'm hoping I think the Cowboys did the right thing franchising uh, you know, him because we don't know what kind of health he's he's in. You know? <clears throat> it's weird. Well, here's though, what's great. Oh, go ahead, Brian. No, yeah. I was just gonna say, because like running back even in high school, even you know, it's less in college now, but it's still like the sexy position, right? Like, yeah, sure. You know, you're the one yeah, scoring yeah. all the time. It's 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 even in high school, I think, for as well as quarterbacks and as for as important or What's hey, the Long Island High School football award? The Hanson? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sir. Yeah, I don't know. If, I'd be curious if you look back over the last twenty years, forty years, how many are running mostly backs? Quarterbacks many are mostly, mostly quarterbacks lately. Mostly quarterbacks now? Okay. lately. Yeah, lately. So it's the NFL. But it's at one point, it was all running backs. It was yes. all running backs. All right, that's for Listen, sure. I hate to do this, but I love to do this. Let's bring him in. You know, the 151st Open Championship is being held at Royal Liverpool and we're all England and our esteemed guest is prepared to go sleepless the next four days watching all the action <laughs> from his home on a remote island somewhere in the Gulf of Alaska. I don't know where he is. He's a Lynx legend in his own right and our personal golf guru, Paul Kohlhorst. What's happening, Dutch Mook? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, my favorite part of the majors, talking to you guys. Is it? Well, what's your, that's very nice and uh, uh, disingenuous to say, but what is your, I, I would have to, probably the Masters is your favorite tournament, but um, is this your second or third? No, this is my favorite. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I do. because I like this the most because, you know, it has that crazy large field. There's like 150 some odd players, I believe, um, mm-hmm. where the Masters, you know, has a limited field. There's always, by the, you know, by the time you wake up at, uh, you know, yeah. early so you can get up to watch it, there's always some weird names around the leaderboard in those first couple rounds. You have to Google, like, I've never heard of this guy, and he, he's he's contending. That's uh, where and, you excel, right? Yeah. It, yes, I, I try to. And then <laughs> uh, it's just uh, fun. I just kind of love Lynx golf. I think it's kind of one of the most fun Types of uh, golf to watch throughout the year. I love the bunkering. I love the giant greens. I love the conditions. I love it when it blows sideways. I love it when the rain is is mm-hmm. uh, falling. So for me, uh, it's probably my favorite event. And it's probably not even close. Maybe U.S. Open. Second. Wow. Well, what else could you tell us about this course? Like, uh, I know the last few holes are fun and supposed to make it close no matter what down the stretch, mainly 17. Maybe you could tell us about that. Uh, where are the ball washers located? That's all I really care about on these well, courses. Well, it seems like the story this week, uh, the two stories this week are going to be the weather. It doesn't seem like those first two rounds are going to have a, uh, a big weather advantage on the draw. That's sometimes okay. a place where you can really find an advantage. Guys who go out in the morning, go out in the afternoon, uh, which happened, I believe, last year. You have a significantly easier time based on your starting tee time. And it looks to be looks to be like Thursday and Friday. Um, there will be winds. 
kind of in the 15 mile per hour range, but no big advantage to the guys who got in the morning one day and the afternoon the other day. Um, mm-hmm. And the other big part of this course is going to be driving. Uh, you know, this course is well bunkered, which is one thing we're talking talking a lot about when prognosticating this event. Famously, when Tiger Woods won here, he only hit one driver in 72 holes because he was so focused on avoiding the bunkers, which really? are very hmm. penal here. These are bunkers that you literally will have to chip out sideways on, as happens quite a bit in the open. And there's also a few... OBs on this course, including a controversial on-course OB on the 18th hole, which uh, mm-hmm. is basically protect, protecting a, a fan area, uh, I guess, so, you know, some um, uh, shopping areas. But uh, really? driving driving will be penal in this event. It, you'll have to hit it accurately on a course that's not playing, going to play terribly long, 70, just under 7,400 yards. Uh Driving, I think, will be a very important statistic this week. So from what I'm hearing you saying, you know, they a lot of I'll, I'll take a flyer on some of these bogeyless rounds because you get good odds. But mm-hmm. with the bunkers laid out the way you um, just explained, that might not be a smart bet, right? Potentially, mm-hmm. I think bo- bogey avoidance will be important this week. But, yeah, I think this is a course that will be a bit more of a thinking man's course like i said when tiger Mm -hmm. didn't hit driver he was literally laying back of some bunkers actually playing the course a bit longer to avoid these these bunkers right that kind of doesn't happen as much in 2023 in the pga tour you know uh people you know you have to be aggressive you have to be pedal to the metal on a in an event that the winners should be 16 17 under so you know these guys are going to push it past these bunkers so yeah there's some potential for bogeys when you're challenging bunkers that many have been repositioned, in fact, uh, to, to, to be more in play, uh, for this event. All right. So, you know, Rory, atop the charts there, plus five seventy five as a favor. That's boring as hell. Scheffler six to one Rom 12 to one last year. It was the cams that dominated, right? Smith and young. And I think Rory came in third. You have a bunch of problems. Very excited. You have a winner. You have a first round winner. You have probably have three balls for us. Hit us with your winner right now, and then we'll give you ours. And uh, let's see if any match up. Well, I made this pick early this year, and it's not the sexiest pick, but I still think <clears throat> I'm looking at always looking at value. And I'm going to go with Scotty Shuffler at plus 600. He hmm. is putting up statistically Tiger Woods type numbers this year. I mean, Tiger Woods prime numbers. He's near an all-time record of bogey avoidance, making bogey only 10% of the time. Uh, he is basically gaining three strokes on average against the best golfers in the world, T to green. I mean, that is insane. That is also yeah. a Tiger Woods-esque number. And when we talk through, go through these statistics, I would say something like he has seven straight top five finishes. And it wouldn't really sink in. Let me actually just read all his consecutive finishes. Third place, fourth place, third place, third place, (laughs) third place, second place, fifth place. And then he has two bad weeks. He finishes 10th and 11th. Then he goes fourth place, first place, fourth place, first place. So when you say... yeah, when it's they amazing. have him in the top five a lot, it it doesn't resonate as as much as when you read numbers that are from one to five. I think I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, I want, it, I want you to I want you to marinate in the greatness. Okay, no, I, I know the, you're I right. The, it's crazy. I want the greatness to wash over you. You really All right. go, oh my god, this is it. And and again, I'm talking about value. This is something I talked about earlier this year with you guys at Tiger's Peak. Yeah, but don't compare it to Tiger. That was ridiculous, the odds they put on him. Yes, the odds were insane. He was winning three or four times a year, and his odds were about plus 150 to plus 300. Everybody bet him all the time. Yeah, That's true, and of course, there's so much action on him, that makes a huge difference. But at plus 600, this guy Mm -hmm. is so phenomenal. And not Mm -hmm. only that, let me add one thing. Uh, the final round this year's majors, the three winners were plus 275 going into round four, plus 150 going into round four, and plus 120. That's that's Wyndham, Rob, and Kepka this year. You're going to get a guy who's basically going to be in the mix, almost undoubtedly, given what I just long-windedly read to you. 
<laughs> almost undoubtedly going to be in the mix. And, and, and you're going to get him at six to one. I just think right. it's so much value. It's going to be bang for your buck. You're going to be in the mix no matter what. And then, hey, if there's someone else you want to play on, on, on the final round, that's great. You already are locked in for a guy who's going to be there on the back nine on Sunday. And I, I, I just right. love, the, I love the value and I love the bang for your buck in terms of having your money have value throughout the week. Well, I'm minus 150 for top 10 and plus 145 for top five mm. is also something you could jump into, right? For basically pick them odds uh, for, for top 10. Well, not pick them, minus 150. All right. Uh, Bri, why don't you just jump in? Oh, I'm sorry. Harry, you have uh, yeah. you have Rory. I do I have Rory. That. And I know it's MO. I kind of do too. But look, I'm at plus 575, I'm going to pull the trigger and Rory to win it. I do love top 10 at minus 105. I think that's decent value for top 10. But last time, obviously, we know that he, when the Open was at Royal Liverpool, he won it in 2014. Got the job done winning last week at the Scottish Open. Finished in top five in last year's Open at St. Andrews. He, he's uh, finished in the top 10 in six of his last seven majors and has finished mm. no worse than tied for ninth in any of his last six tournaments. He's right there. I'm calling it. Rory goes back to back Scottish open in the open back to back weeks. He gets it done. Does that doesn't just doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Like uh, the back to back. It doesn't. But when it, did it happen last? It doesn't. And it took a little pressure off. It, it took a little pressure off wanting to pick Rory. Frankly, when that putt went right. down on 18, uh, I felt uh, some yeah. relief saying like, Oh, that makes it tougher for him the following week. Rory yeah, is superhuman. Rory is superhuman though, uh, uh, except when it comes to the majors on occasion, especially on Sundays of the majors. So he has superhuman strength and screwing me and brother Brian, brother Brian, <laughs> just throw your prop out there and then, you, and then your pick, cause you're going Rory top 10. You, uh, Harry mentioned is minus yeah, top 10 right? or minus top 10 or minus one of five. Look, I, you, you know, I can't stand him, but he, he has been great recently, right? Six straight I top know. 10 finishes one last week, third at the open last year. But, you know, it's mm -hmm. funny. Now would be the perfect time for Rory to not make the cut uh, because I'm going to have a ton on this prop. But I, I, yeah. do, thi I do think yeah. – I don't think he's in between here. I think he's either great, he's a top five, or he's terrible. I, I feel like mm -hmm. it's it's one way or the other. So, yeah, I'm baking on him having a, having a big day. And then I'd, I think he's going to be right there on Sunday, but I could see him falling apart a little bit on Sunday like he's done uh, in some of the other tournaments. So top 10 minus 105. All right. And all right, Parley Kid for a winner. You're going uh lot well, you're not going the longest shot uh, out of the four of us, but uh who do you like? Yeah, I'm taking uh my man Bryson, DeChambeau, um, in this one, Sal, sitting at sixty to one. Uh after hearing Paul uh, kind of describe I, I was actually hoping for some maybe bad weather here that I thought it might help the uh, Bryson yeah. a little bit along with the, you know, being that he can uh, drive himself out of a lot of uh, bad weather situations, but maybe, maybe that will change uh, as the week goes on and it hopefully makes the cut here. Uh, but look, last year in the open came in eighth. Uh, he's in a much better headspace right now than he was last year. He's had six straight top 20 finishes. So he's played uh, some pretty good golf um, so far this year. And it just seems like, I feel like it's his time now to make another run at a major. He's been dabbling at it in the, uh, in the open. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. What was the one on the PGA championship? I think he was uh, almost won that one here. So at 60 to one, I'm taking a Bryson that's played good, <clears throat> solid golf. I think he's got some runs left in him. I, I'm, and I'm look, he's still, I know Paul saying the driving might not be a huge factor here, especially because I could see, Bryson getting himself into a little trouble. Uh, Laying up. Yeah. I know. Well, I, 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 he almost talked me out of it, but I'll stick with Bryson. That's who I said. Right. 60 to one. I don't know. The guy owes me. He owes me a little bit. <laughs> Paul, uh, are they talking about that on the circuit? Uh, Dutch Mook that Bryson owes the parlay kid, or is that just um, <laughs> only, consideration? only some, some, some deep corners of the dark web? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bri, before you go, I'm going to say, and I, I don't know, I'm sick of betting guys that just don't ever win, but you know, the, the Cantleys and the Shoffleys and the, and the Tommy Fleetwoods who I'm taking here 28 to one, but it's an hour from his childhood home. Yeah. You would think that would make a huge difference, but I don't think he's played this course since 
they right. la- they had it like ten years ago, right? On the on the uh, they had the open here. Um, he finished top twenty in eight of his last ten majors. Top five finishes, two of his last three opens. Tied for fourth last year. He was a runner up to Shane Lowry four years ago. I like his attitude. When the live news broke, you know, a month ago, whatever, there was a big players meeting, and he was like struggling. He's like. I'm skipping this meeting. I got to hit balls because uh, no matter what, I have to be good. Right. And so uh, it really made sense. He had a 63 round a month ago, Mook, right in LA. Yes. Um, yeah. Gr- just great golf overall. Last 40 days posted a second, yeah. a fifth and a six. So I think at 28 to one, again, is a guy who never really wins, but I do think there's value at 28 to one. Do you like Fleetwood at all? I mean, he's a hunk, if nothing else, he's uh, easy on the eyes. But. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a beloved golfer. He's the guy you root for. Uh, just a fun player. Yeah. Like so the great attitude. And again, when these guys, there's that little missing piece that ca- occasionally, Hey, they just comes up a little short until one day they don't. So I like the right. play. It's a, I'm totally fine with that play. All right. Now, uh, brother, Bry, Cam Young, Boy, it's 70 to one for a guy who was top three, uh, top two last year, right? Came in yeah, second. Yeah, 70 to one. And, you know, I've seen him on some sites at like 50 to one. He might be started off at like 45 to one. But look, he didn't have a great season. That's part of it, right? Compared to last year. But he's starting to play better. He was sixth at the John Deere Classic two weeks ago. He, he did finish 32nd at the U.S. Open, seventh at the Masters. Like you mm-hmm. said, second last year at the Open. So his game should play well here. I just 70 to one, I thought was great value. I, I do like Parley kids, DeChambeau too. I'm looking at a couple of these guys over, over 50 to one. All right. And you know what? I'm just going to mention his name because I don't want to be able to say, oh my God, he did a 30 minute golf analysis and didn't even mention Brooks Kepka and he won this yeah. whole thing by yeah. 11 strokes. <laughs> so I, I said his name. I'm on record saying his name, Mook. I don't think he's going to win, um, but at least he was mentioned, right? <laughs> he, he he seconded. Okay, good. <laughs> Twice. All right, Mook, give us a. Uh, you got a couple of props for us. What do you? You have a first round one. Yeah, I like uh, I like low score in the first round at forty to one. You can get Colin Morikawa. Colin's kind of settled into his new old swing. He's playing mm-hmm. a, a fade again, uh, a cut again, which he's much more comfortable with. Um, he's 12th on the PGA Tour in first round scoring average. So this season, he's really getting off to a lot of, a lot of hot starts. He's been the top 26th of all three majors this year. He's fifth in driving accuracy, which I think, again, is important this week. And he's second on strokes gained approach. At 40 to 1, I think for a uh, guy who's already won an open, who is a guy who can go very low, uh, I think that's tremendous value for a world-class player who has shown signs this year of getting back to uh, to what he was at his peak just a couple of years ago. What are the odds? I'm trying to think. Did they have it for American yet? I, I don't know why I didn't look that up yet, but they have. Overall, uh, uh, American uh, to American, win? American winning, yeah. I know Scheffler is. Um, I want to say it was in the Scheffler's plus the favorite. 150, 170 range. For an American to win. Yeah, Copy. interesting. All right. Yeah. See if you could find that Mikey meatballs on there uh, somewhere. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, All right. Give us another one. You have uh, another prop, right? Yeah, I got another one. I like, Uh, you know, I talked about this one early in the years as well. They're plus 400 that there will be a playoff. There's now been one playoff (laughs) in the last 25 majors. That's 4%. That <laughs> Those are terrible is, odds then. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. That, but that number is a total anomaly. There has to be a, a return to the to the mean here. On okay. tour, I, I researched this quite a bit. It seems to me in some seasons there's a playoff in about 33% of the events. And on average, it looks like more like 20% of the time the tour has okay. a playoff. This is bananas that it's just it's freaky that's not happening uh so i think at four to one for something that feels like i could see three or four uh, playoffs in a row because this Mm -hmm. is just makes no sense that this keeps happening hey the nl won the all-star game this year things have to it's too (laughs) freaky things have to turn around you're right. Yep. Yeah, a lot of things happening that you would never have thought. Margot Robbie is considered a mid. I didn't know that going into this week. <laughs> now, now I know she's not. She's not hot at all, despite uh, oh, what might your eyes or anything else tell you. Um, okay, so that's such a yeah. I'm trying to think. This reminds me of when I used to bet um, the, uh, like eight baseball games to not go to extra innings, and 
And one of them would always back when I uh, back last week when I used to bet things like this. So, all right, rooting for you four to one. Um, All right. So let's take some more props from the uh, fellas here. Uh, Brother Brown, we got your Rory top 10. Harry, what do you have? Fowler's Fowler's certainly playing well. Yeah, I'm going to take him top 20 at plus 115. Uh, obviously, we know he's had a resurgence uh, resurgence this season. Uh, finally got a monkey off its back uh, with a win a couple weeks back at the Rocket Mortgage. In really stupid win. to play with a monkey off your back on your back, right? It really, <laughs> it really I mean, is. by the second round, it's just um, ridiculous. Yeah, fun. yeah, it took him so long to win four years. That's why. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but also he, he loves uh, playing link style golf. Uh, won the Scottish Open a few years back, and the last time the Open was at Royal Liverpool in 2014. Ricky finished tied for second. So I'm going to take him top 20 here and you're still getting plus money at plus 115. Okay. Not bad. What's our Ricky Fowler fan, Mook? Well, you know, speaking of Fowler, I am a Fowler fan. Um, there's a Caesars has a plus 800. Fowler mm-hmm. to finish in the top 10 and yeah. Hovland to finish in the top 20. Whoa. I love Hovland in the top 20. Uh, he's actually one of yeah. my, also one of my favorites. I like him at plus 1800. Yeah. His game sets up really well. And I think Fowler, given his pedigree here, given his phenomenal performance uh, this season, I, mm-hmm. I, I love that at eight to one. I think that's uh-huh. a fantastic cool. play. Yeah. So can I give uh give Paul my other pick then? Since it's Hovland too, I got another prop here. No, real quick, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, real quick. Yeah. Top Nordic player, Victor Hovland. Love it. There we go. Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty, <laughs> baby. And there's only ten total players. Yeah. Tied fourth uh, in the Open last year. Seven top tens on the season, including winning the Memorial back in May, and scored a top twenty finish at the U.S. Open, and was runner up at the PGA in Rochester. I love that play. Hovland is a is just a, a, a tier above those other guys. Uh, yeah, the pedigree is there. I absolutely love that play, Harry. When you say tier, you mean T E A R. Like we're all going to be crying when we have a whole lot of money on Hovland, and he's struggling to make the cut uh, before we wake up. Even yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Um, Brother Bry, you have. Oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Polly Kid. You have. Uh, what do you have, Harmon here? Yeah, but I think Paul brings up a good point here. If you look at uh, Caesars, they do have some uh, really nice stuff um, mm. that you can bet. They have a, a pass winners boost with uh, Cam Smith, Morikawa, or Shane Lowry to win at plus 950. Get those three guys. Uh, and they actually have a lot of uh, uh, to make the cut parlays. So you might want to take a look at those. I love um, those. I love and, those. And they, they, they have I, them. I'm not sure if I see that every time, but listen, they, for years they have and them years, around. I would try to do that and they'd be like, no, no, no. Who do you think you are? And I'm like, and then now all of a sudden everybody has make the cut parlays. I love it. We're, we're living in a great time. Good. Uh, yes, but, uh, we are. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to take in a really underrated golfer here to finish in the, the top 20. He's currently ranked 26th in, in the world. His name is Brian Harmon. Uh, he is in his last three starts. He has finished second, ninth, and twelfth. Uh, he tied for sixth in the Open Championship uh, last year. A, f- a fantastically underrated golfer, and Brian Harmon. He's just hmm. steady, consistent. Let's take him top twenty. Uh, I've seen him now down to uh, plus two eighty, but I'll roll with that. Okay, you are, you're a Harmon uh, supporter there, Mook? Or yeah, also I like Harmon eighty to one to lead in the first round. He's thirty first okay. in round one scoring average on tour. <laughs> he also is nineteenth in the. Why do you two, laugh at that, Harry? Why two years, years ago? No, your bet, like your bets aren't it's funny. Really his are? How did okay. he have information? I thought I was the only guy who would mention Harmon. You guys <laughs> all the stats. No, the Mook is gone from with him in like three hours, probably. I'm working, I'm, one first round? Yeah. I'm working up for you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my homework, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, there's an, I mean, That's speaking awesome. of guys, you just bet that don't win. Like uh, I'm doing it again. Like Terrell Hatton, by the way, I don't think an Englishman has won. I'm taking two Englishmen now, right? Fleetwood and Hatton. Did I get, I got everyone's nationality, right? But an Englishman hasn't won this event in 31 years. Yeah. Faldo <laughs> was the last one. And, in 92, if I'm uh, correct about uh, what I read. But, um, and in fact, I think they should kick them out um, indefinitely if Fleetwood or Hatton or one of those guys doesn't take it this year. But I'm going Hatton top 10 plus 260. He's uh, fallen in the top 10 in seven of 17 events this season. He's made nine cuts in a row, if you want to look at that. Sixth at the Scottish Open, third at the Canadian Open. And you know what, Mookie gives a finger at the ball. 
when he three putts. And um, that's a winner in my book, except for the three putting <laughs> part. I like uh, Terrell Hatton. It really never does anything for me, but that's you have one more Mook. You got your three ball special, right? Yeah, I got my three ball special before that. I got a tip. This is my number one tip. You know, all every major okay. requires preparation, but this one requires some unique preparation. Before you go to bed tonight, <laughs> I want you to WD-40 your doors because when you're sneaking out to watch golf at 5 a.m., which I will be doing, <laughs> and I'm trying not to wake my wife, and it's going to go... Good. <laughs> not gonna be, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be comfortably <laughs> drinking coffee, uh, eating cereal on the couch without having disturbed her. So do this today. That's part of your like three-round prep. That's, that's my tip of my lock of the week. Now, Harry, you don't drink that. You understand. He's saying you just you put it in the door. <laughs> Got it. All right. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got or it. you're, or you're eight grand, eight thousand miles away from your wife. You won't have to worry about it. <laughs> you save money. You save money, Harry, on WD forty. All right, Mook. I love okay. that. That's great. So, uh, so I have been had a lot of success with these three balls this year with you guys, <laughs> but this is possibly my favorite one of the year. And again, it's because this field is big and wacky. I think it's one hundred fifty-six players or something like that. Um, yeah. so there is a Scottish player named Ewan Ferguson. He won twice last year on the DP world tour. He is plus 125 to beat his two competitors in round one. One of those players is Adri Arnoth. Arnoth has no top 60s mm. since March on the DP world tour. And he is a bad driver. He's an inaccurate driver. He's been that way for a few seasons. He is not going, he does not hit the ball in play and, and, could be finding himself in trouble on this course. Then his other playing partner is Kita Nakajima. Nakajima just turned pro. <laughs> He's only in the event by virtue of being runner up in the Mizuno Open on Japan, which is a feeder event for this. And even win the Mizuno Open Japan, the top four somehow get into this. So he is not a player on this caliber. He's stepping up to a caliber. Oh, He's a young man. player who's not done well. <laughs> now, let me talk about Ewan, Ewan Ferguson. He has three top 15s in his last five events. Like I said, he's won two DP events last year. He's consistently an excellent driver and hits a lot of greens and regulation. Is a top 15 greens and regulation on the DP tour last two years. And let me add, he won the boys amateur championship on that golf course in 2013. Wow. Very similar to what Matthew Fitzpatrick did a year ago uh, in uh, winning the U.S. Amateur and then going on to win the PGA Championship or pardon oh, me, the U.S. Open. I love this play. 125, Ewan Ferguson to win this three ball. And you know what? He's also 201 to win it. So, you know, why? The heck All right. Not? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I don't, I feel like the MOOC has swallowed the radioactive Harry somewhere along the line and is now just stealing, uh, about players. Like this is unbelievable. Like, oh, he's Scottish, <laughs> right? Scottish. He's a Scotsman. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, of course. I know. Who oh, he is. What? Oh, oh, you and Ferguson is a Scottish man. Good job, Harry. Wow. You, <laughs> wow. The, guy's Spanish, that? Not, the other guy, the second guy, Spanish, right? I looked. I don't doubt okay. Harry. He's two, these guys. He's two for what two. Like, and I'm sure you can guess where Kaita Nakajima's from, but that one I don't We got our, our very own 23 and me right here on the podcast, <laughs> Harry. Okay, yeah. right. You give me his uh, Seamus O'Malley. I know his... I know his nationality. All right. Well, we're definitely doing that, Mook, and that sucks that we're doing that and that um, it's for sure coming down to the uh, 18th hole on Friday. <laughs> There's no question about it, right? Brother, brother Brian, we love this. Yeah. I haven't checked his tea time yet, but uh, so uh, I will adjust my alarm. I pray it's over before we wake up. up. I pray it's way up. It, it probably be, will be, be before you get up, especially. So. Yeah. Well, you know, the, out here, like they, they tee off at 1030 tonight, isn't it, uh, Mook? Like ten thirty. Some guys are teeing off at 1030 p.m., I thought. Yeah, yeah. probably because yeah. it's right. 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well. Uh, you did it again, Mook. That's great. So I'll go over your winner is Scheffler, six to one. You like Morikawa to win the first round. What were the odds on Morikawa first round? 40, 40 to one. Okay. Four to one for a playoff, even though it hasn't happened in 137 years. You like the four to one <laughs> odds there. Um, you like uh, Caesars has a Fowler top 10, Hovland top 20, pays eight to one. Uh, I think you were just not officially endorsing it, but Hovland plus 150 for top Nordic player. And you and Ferguson. In a three ball winner plus 125 mm. over uh, 
I'm not even going to fight. Arnoth and uh, Nakajima, right? The, you like got that. it. You got it, gents. Okay. Love Luke, it. It's great to see you. I, I think the next time I see, I'll be texting with you enough, but um, the next time I actually see you lay eyes on you on Zoom will be at our draft in September, right? On Zoom? I think I have to do it on Zoom because leaving the island and going there in person only increases my chances. of A 1,500-mile journey only increases your chances of getting <laughs> ejected because it's funnier, right? Well, I hold the hammer, and it's interesting you say that because, yeah, I mean, on Zoom, you could just click out and wave to everybody if you get tossed by me in the first five minutes. But our friend uh, Trevor, who is partners with John Hamm, and by the way, you and Trevor are probably the most liked in, in the whole um, fantasy league, except by Brad. Brad hates you. What, do we figure out why Brad hates you? <laughs> do we know uh, we that? We haven't, but I think we've made some real strides in the last couple of years. He's actually sent oh, me a nice email or two, <laughs> and I've sent him a nice email or two. So, oh, I don't like that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think right. we are really, uh, we're really – Mending some okay. bridges. Well, maybe we like... have you both on in a couple of weeks to confirm that or, or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, Trevor <laughs> said to me, also well-liked, he's like, what date is the draft? I'm like, I don't know. It's usually the Tuesday before the first kickoff Thursday. And uh, I was like, but you don't have to worry about it. And he's like, oh, come on, really? And I said, well, yeah. He's like, because I was thinking of flying out. And I said exactly that. I was like, we'll fly out. It'll be funnier that way. And so uh, <laughs> it's so funny that I have the two guys, the most liked guys in the league, um, freaking out about uh, attending the draft. But Well, I think I did, just out. talking to you now, I think I have the hack. I'm going to Zoom from the car. And then <laughs> when I'm safe, yeah, I walk right in. <laughs> Good to Damn see everybody. It. Maybe I'll try you that. Really you really figured it out. Mook, anything to plug other than um, you're getting kicked out of fantasy in a couple months? You got squeaks, noises around the house. Trust WB40. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, no, that's, 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 that's all I got. I, I, I have a top uh, secret project. Hopefully we can maybe meet again for the Ryder Cup. I have a very fun project that I'm not at liberty to speak about at this point, but it involves really? professional golf. Yes. And if we do this for the Ryder Cup, I will tell you, I, I will hopefully be able to tell you about it, but it is, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one and, uh, I can't right. give it away, but hopefully WD we can do this for the not, letting you, not letting you talk about it. I understand. All right. Mook, uh, God bless you. We'll see you soon. And let's hit some of these for God's sakes. All right. That sounds good. We got to get that bankroll ready for uh, the NFL season. There you go. All right. Paul. The Dutch Mook Kohorst. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with our plays of the day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, plays of the day. Baseball rolls on. Parley kid, our team suck. Brother Bry, Harry doesn't have a team. <laughs> he was very wise to do this. So we're going to bet the board here. I'm going Phillies minus one and a half over the Brewers plus 115. They're hot. All of a sudden have that last wild card spot. I think they're 27 and 10 in the last 37, 14 and five off a win over the last 19. And they've won four in a row and nine of the last 12 wins are by two or more runs. They have this Christopher Sanchez, who's been a nice surprise, 326 ERA after six starts. He's hurling tonight. Meanwhile, the Brewers have Colin Ray, who struggled against Cincy. He couldn't get out of the fifth inning. Good spot mm. for the Phillies bats. I think they're top 10 in the uh, in the major leagues against righty. So give me the Phils minus one and a half. Plus 115. Polly Kid, Reds, even odds? Yeah, Reds uh, plus uh, 100 here, Sal. They're taking on the San Francisco Giants. Uh, losers of about seven straight here, uh, the Reds are. Uh, and I've been on the losing end uh, several times with them over that stretch. But So I want to jump on the winning side right now. Let's take the Reds plus 100. They got, this is a bad pitching matchup on both sides. Ross uh, Stripling starting for the Giants to the tune of a uh, plus six ERA against uh, Graham Ashcraft of the Cincinnati Reds, who is closing in on a six ERA. But here's the difference. Ashcraft in his last 18 and two thirds innings has given up a total of three runs, one run 
in each of his last three starts that totaled six plus innings. Uh, mm. He's finally got it together. Uh, just to show you how bad he's been. I mean, his ERA is still sitting at 5.95, but his last three starts have been lights out. I think he continues to trend. The Reds are due for a win. Their bats got to get going here. They did score some runs last night. Let's take the Reds at plus 100 to get off to Schneid. All right, now Harry's overseas, so the game he's picking might have happened. Uh, might be happening in three days. Might have happened four days ago. It's hard to tell, but uh, he's on a hot streak. You get all these guys free picks on extrapoints.com. Harry, what are you, six and one, seven and one? Seven and one in my last date, and that includes, like I said hmm. before, a uh, plus 115, a plus 195, a plus 270. So I am going to lay a little bit here. I'm going to lay a minus 355. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to play 155 with the Tigers over the Royals today. Eduardo. Oh, that happened Rodriguez. already. That's going on now. That's going <laughs> no on. No, it now. isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's no, not too far. No, I'm just, I'm just It saying. did not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I you, thought, you thought he had to. Uh, uh, there's like math. four I mean, games going right now. Yeah. It's miraculously like yours yeah. isn't. I know, maybe probably can you teach me math. I don't know. But yeah. I have a triple check. So Rodriguez has been fantastic uh, in his last five road starts. Uh, he's given mm. up two runs or less in all of them and in four starts versus the other AL Central teams. He's gone 22 innings, given up just three earned runs, has 33 Ks. And the Royals starter, Ryan Yarbrough, has mm. an ERA of 5.29. And the Royals are just three and nine in their last 12. Tigers minus one fifty five. I'm banking on Rodriguez to go eight and one on extra points. Okay, uh, Brian, this is a fun one to root for as a Yankee fan. Rizzo, no hits. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anthony Rizzo, no hits. Plus one twenty seven. Look, I, we talked about it before. I can't stand watching this team. Parlay Kid has mentioned yeah. many times that this team is boring. But, and I said this to Jastrzemski yesterday. Anthony Rizzo is having the worst stretch ever for a first baseman, right? Nobody can, I, I can't imagine anybody as close, right? Listen to these stats. I mean, he's batting 132 this month with one extra base hit. He hit 173 last month. He hasn't hit a home run till since May 20th. He hasn't had a home run in two months and he's been playing every day. It's pathetic. Mm. You couldn't be worse. I mean, you could, I know you like this, uh, you probably like this better, like under one and a half total bases is minus 200. So maybe do that yeah. because again, he has one double this in his last 20 games or whatever it is. Um, so just been pathetic. But if you, you can get plus money for this guy, he hasn't had a hit in the last three games, probably like close to 15 at bats already. So wow. um, just take take the plus money here. If he gets a hit, what, it's, it's, it's lucky what was for this the injury? guy at this point. The did his head hit somebody's knee or something? I remember seeing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like... And, um, and he hasn't had a hit since, or he's had one hit since or uh, something? He's been terrible since, although they, they contend he's healthy. And um, yeah. Hey, look, I remember last year, if you guys remember when the Yankees signed him, uh, I was not I was not in favor of Rizzo, not a fan. I feel like uh, right. he's seems like a great teammate, seems like a really good guy, but... Um, Boy, it was boy. good last year, though, right? Wasn't he? He's okay. I, I thought he did he's okay, okay with him he's yesterday. Okay. He's okay. Yeah. He's solid. Like, so, I mean, he was, well, I mean, started I take last well. year's production. And he started yeah. off really well this year. But I, I, he's been in like a two-month stretch where I don't think you could be right. weaker. Like, uh, It's like a pitcher could be hitting better than him. Seriously. Yeah. Yep. Babyface, um, you're a Rizzo fan? I can't remember. Uh, not this Anthony Rizzo. I, I Barley Kid is right. They Major League Baseball did everything this year to increase offense, and somehow yeah. the Yankees got worse. It's yeah. I, exactly. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. All right, brother Bryce got it. No hits for Rizzo. So you know what's gonna happen. Plus one twenty seven. Hey, women's world cup starts tomorrow, right? Thursday? Yeah. Uh tomorrow, um, yeah, the twentieth. Thursday. Yeah. I, I don't know. I looked at it. I, I should be more in tune. Brian, what do we know about this woman's team? I know they have like four of the the notables back. Yeah. And then, a, uh, newer players, right? It's I mean, a mix. look, it's a mix of, of veterans and, and young ones, but like, it is weird, right? You look at the U.S. team and you're like, oh, you can get plus 220 on this team, plus 200 or plus 220 in the past, right? You're looking at... Mm -hmm. This is usually like an even money team, right? In the past, maybe even worse. You might even be like a minus 150. So it is interesting that you could get those odds. I do think they're I do think they're still kind of a lock for like semifinals and then just depending on who they're who they're facing. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd probably 
I know Harry likes, well, I won't, I won't pick Harry's team, but I would probably, if I wasn't taking the U.S., I would probably take England. Although I know they're like the second, they're the second favorite here. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I, I feel like they're going to get upset. I don't know, but without knowing anything and the minimal stuff I've read on it, I, I did the bet I like, and I know it's a monster big, but to make the final four, to make the semifinals is minus 250 for the U.S. women. I was yeah, looking at put, their what run. What are you putting that with? Uh, nothing <laughs> by itself. By itself. Uh, now, now ask me, ask me what I'm putting USA minus two hundred thousand over Vietnam with. <laughs> That's Friday at nine. There's a lot of nine big, Eastern. Huh? Yeah, you can't. I'm scrappy. That's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. Listen, we, we're not going to overlook Vietnam again, right? I mean, that's uh-huh. the, right? We, we have to uh, we have to even things up here. Um, that's uh, the Harry, one thing you if have? you look at qualifying, yeah. Sal. If you look at qualifying, you don't get get odds on this at all because you kind of – Nothing. They kind of have yeah. an idea, right, who the eight, the, the teams are going right. to be there. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Harry, what do you like? You, it's, well, you had something interesting. Yeah, Caesars has uh, you can you can pick the final game, the final match. Uh, don't have to pick mm. the winner; it's the final match. You can get yeah. Germany versus USA at seven to one. Uh, obviously, USA ranked first. Germany is still ranked second in the world. Brian mentioned mm. that you guys, Sal, you mentioned the USA players. Alex, Alex Morgan's still there. Megan Rapinoe's playing. They're playing their fourth World Cup. She's going to be coming off the bench. And Never Germany's got it. like a twenty-one-year-old uh, Lena Oberdorf. I read up. One of the best defenders in, and midfielders in women's soccer. USA has won three World Cups. If Germany were to win, they would now have three. So Germany USA final seven to one. Sal, listen, you know you're going to be betting. Okay, stuff. you're going to be screwing. You're going to be oh, looking I for know stuff. I know. Be I'm going to bet so every way, just the way it's structured here. in the games. I know. I'm going to bet every one. Have the here. The whole thing. You just bet it for them both to get there at seven to one. Maybe look so at some of those. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe look at some of those golden boot stuff too. Oh yeah, winners. There's some good. There's some good odds for some of them. Yeah, um, you yeah. get some good All people right. like ten to fifteen to one range. Paul, like kid, do you care enough? Did you grab anything or um, was the U.S.? No, winning? I just think you. I just think you uh, put your money on the U.S.A. and um, that's where you you root for them. That's it. All right, it's simple. Right. Simple. Kids, simple. Kids, I mean. Probably kids, kids can't even go outside and kick the soccer ball around in the front yard anymore. So it's not, not anymore. They, they can, it'll just disappear, but they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good job by everyone. Uh, special thanks. Paul Kohler is coming on. We'll, uh, we'll put his um, picks up at a graphic or something. We'll figure it out. We have one more show before a week long break. I'm heading to New York and uh, a little Billy Joel, little Yankees, but I still have not bought the tickets. I don't know. I don't know why I think they're going to go down, but I feel like the t- people are buying them up. Uh, what what what's what's the move here, Polly kid, for this Tuesday game? Mets Yankees. Yeah, if you're gonna go, you now's the time. Just buy the tickets. They're probably not. You think the, so? The, uh, yeah, I think the you know Up the still- third baseline between the fence and third base, and the one well, I don't know what section that is. One fifteen or something is uh, it's like two hundred fifty bucks. So They're still that out. expensive, huh? Because yeah. the, the, those games wow. on a t- those and there's not that many left, and there's those, not that many left. Either. Those prices yeah. on a typical Yankee game, you could get some good deals. And probably kid knows this. Like some of those are yeah. like seven, you know, seventy bucks, maybe less sometimes recently. So the you Mets get, suck, though. Yeah. Can't they? Yeah. Can't the word spread that the Mets suck <laughs> and these prices should go down? We could, they, they, each team's gonna have three hits. Oh, it's man. a big deal. All right, That's so that ridiculous. does it for another episode. I know, uh, for price. Against All Odds, uh, for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, for the Dutch Mook Paul Coors and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na,